right, good morning, church. I just needed to feel some tiger this morning. Anybody else? Amen. Welcome to Agape. If you don't know me, my name is Brock, and I'm the lead pastor here at Agape. We're just so glad that you all made it out this morning. Uh, This is our first service of the new year. Is anybody excited? Yes. Good. Uh, We got a lot of exciting things coming up this year, and so we just kind of want to start to unveil some of that. I'm not going to give you everything today uh, because I don't want to. So, but I'm really excited about where God is taking us and how he's leading us into this next season. Um, There's a lot of exciting things happening uh, within the community of our church. Um, And so, first off, before we get into that, we are beginning our 21 days of prayer and fasting. That starts today. Um, It's not too late to jump in on that. You can start any time, but we're going from now to the last Sunday of the month. Um, So yeah, if you want to join along with us, we'd just, we'd love to have you do that. Um, You can fast whatever you feel led to. You can fast one meal per day, or you could fast two meals per day, or you could fast solid food. You could fast, some people fast social media. some people fast Netflix, which actually is very real in 2020. Uh, yeah, so w- there's more options, whatever God speaks to you. But we'd love to have you join us in that as I feel it's an important part of our walk with God. Uh, Jesus talks about it numerous times, and so we want to be more like him. And so that's a part of the process is fasting. And so, yeah, anyway, we're really excited about that. Along with that, we're going to have different prayer focuses each week. Um, This week, Connor was praying for guidance for us as a church um, for the next steps, this new season that we're stepping into. And then he's also obviously praying for guidance in our individual lives as well, because not only do we need guidance collectively, we need the Lord's guidance individually as well every day. And so that's what we're praying for this week, if you want to just focus in on that um, daily as you're you're praying. That would be awesome. but yeah, let's, let's get to the message real quick. Our uh, 2020 theme is called Go and Love. Go and Love. Um, this came from probably two months ago. I was just praying and dreaming about, about our church and where we go and, and what, where God could take us. And um, I, I have my head in the clouds all the time. Too much so, and so I'm always up in the clouds dreaming about what's next, what could, could we do, what could we look like, who could we be, who could we reach, um, and I just felt God, because I was praying, like, God, give me some visioning, and God said, I want you to stop dreaming and start loving. Um, it was very clear. He said, stop dreaming and start loving, and so that's kind of our theme for this year. It translates more smoothly to go and love. I like that. I like that better. It sounds less like a high school play um, and just more of a theme. So, yeah, our, our theme is go and love, and we're going to talk more about that throughout this message. Um, and so we're just looking at a passage, one of, my, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It's from 1 Corinthians uh, 13, and we're looking at verses 1 through 3. If you want to throw that up on the screen. Um, nope, not that one. The the verses, or is that gone? Oh, it's gone. What the heck happened there? I don't know. That's what happens when I start messing with slides. Um, 
I can read it to us. It says this. If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. Pretty blunt. And if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not have love reaching out for others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it does me no good at all. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that uh, you love us first. We thank you that because you loved us, we can show your love to people. We thank you that because you love us, we can have purpose and fulfillment and acceptance, God. We thank you for your grace that covers our wrongdoings as we walk with you, Lord. I pray that we just lean into you this morning, Lord. Give us a fresh new perspective of who you are, God. Reveal more of your heart to us and help us to grow in intimacy with you, Jesus, walking with you, God. Lord, I pray for this year as our church. I pray that it's just a year of multiplication. It's a year of practically loving people, and it's a year of just spreading your light to our city. That's why we exist, God, to become more like you and just love people. And show your love to the world. God, I pray that you just anoint me today, that I speak your words, not mine. I speak with your power, your strength, and not mine. Pray that everyone in here has open hearts as well as me and open ears to hear and receive your word. And that we can leave this place sharpened by your presence and changed by you. And we ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. My point this morning is this. The love we express is a reflection of the love we receive. Let me say that one more time. The love we express is a reflection of the love we receive. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't always reflect the love of Jesus that well. Um, and, and it's not always the most natural thing to me, if that makes sense. When I walk into a room sometimes, the first thing that I'm not thinking about is how am I reflecting Jesus' love to this room. It should be, and it ought to be, but it's not always that way. Um, sometimes it's really hard for me to do that. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood. Sometimes I'm stressed, and I let my situations weigh me down. Uh, sometimes I'm not feeling well, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't always reflect God's love that well, um, and as well as I should have as a, as, as a follower of Jesus. But other times, it's really easy. You ever find that? That some days it's like it's really hard for me to show Jesus' love to people. And then other days, I'm like, I walk out on the street, and I'm like, who can I pray for? Who can I encourage how can I make brighten someone's day? And you just feel like I'm just on today, and life is positive. Anybody know what I'm talking about, or am I preaching to nobody? Thank you. Um, 
there, it's weird. There's this contrast between the two. Some days I'm on and, and, and I, I show lo- the love of Jesus really well and it's really easy and it's the most natural thing like breathing to me. Other days it's the hardest thing in the world for me to do is to get over myself and, and show the love of Jesus to people, specifically uh, when I'm at work. Not church work, but I work one day a week at a coffee shop and I like that job. It's I keep it because the little bit of extra income is really nice and it's really cool just to be in the community and and serving people now most of the time there i have a really good attitude so i'm not going to be too hard on myself and and most time i have really good conversations with people and i can encourage people a lot and it's great Um, now when there's a rush meaning five or more people in line and i have five or more drinks that i have to make then I start to get <laughs> a little bit stressed. And then when it stays for hours, and it's been four hours, and I haven't not stopped making a drink for four hours straight, that's when it starts to break down a little bit. And I find it it's not natural at that point for me to love someone. And then you're doing that, and then someone complains about their drink, and you're like just, ah. And then, you know, we all have those situations um, but, but what I notice is that when I'm feeling off and it's not natural for me to love people, it has a lot less to do with the situation, actually, and it has a lot more to do with my soul. It has a lot less to do with the terms of the situation that I'm in, a lot to, to do with the condition of, of my soul. And more specifically... Someone's excited out there. Uh, More specifically, uh, it's the question, have I been spending time with Jesus? Am I receiving his love? Am I abiding in his presence? Because the natural byproduct of abiding in the presence of God is a good, healthy soul. And so when we have trouble reflecting his love to people and showing his love to people when it's not natural to us, that to me doesn't indicate that our situation is out of control. That indicates to me that our souls are out of control. It's a lot less of a situational thing and a a lot more of a soul condition. And the awesome thing is all that we have to do to have a healthy soul is receive the love of Jesus. If we want to reflect his love well, we have to receive his love well. And so if we want to reflect it, and we want to have a healthy soul, which I believe the byproduct of a healthy soul is naturally and organically reflecting the love of Jesus to people who don't know it, know what it is. If we want that, we have to just simply receive his love. It's not that we have to be a perfect person. It's not that you have to have your whole life together. It's not that you have to have a five-year plan and a ten-year plan, and if you mess up on it, you're a failure. Um, It's not that you can't make a mistake. All you have to do to reflect God's love. See, mistakes and failures don't make us unqualified to reflect his love. 
And so you don't have to be perfect to reflect his love. In order to reflect his love, you just have to receive his love. And in order to receive the love of Jesus, you just simply have to abide in his presence. It's as easy as that. You just have to believe in him and believe that he loves you. And out of that belief, I just have to be in his presence. That's our job as Christians. How good is that? Our job is to receive his love. And receiving, often the most difficult part of receiving is believing that we are worthy of the reception. So I want to speak this over us again this morning as I have. Jesus loves you. You are worthy of receiving his love just by believing it. No weakness disqualifies you. No shortcoming disqualifies you. No failure, no past mistake disqualifies you. All you have to do is believe in his love, and when I believe it, I receive it. And when I receive it, I can abide in it, and then I can reflect it. So my job is not to pursue perfection. My job is to pursue his presence and abide in his presence and then reflect his love. It's just the most natural thing. It's the byproduct of us being with Jesus and us being with Jesus is so simple. So then when my soul's off, it always goes back to, am I pursuing Jesus? Am I spending time with him? And when I'm not, I ask myself, why? And there's always an excuse. Now, I'm not saying this as a moralist, like, oh, you just got you to read your Bible. Otherwise, the devil's going to get you. No, I am saying, though, you got to spend time with Jesus. Otherwise, your soul is going to be dry. You have to spend time with Jesus. Otherwise, the lies that you tell yourself are going to become the truth that you speak over yourself. You got to spend time with Jesus. Otherwise, your weakness is going to be the one leading your life and making the decisions and carrying the weight rather than the strength of God. You have to spend time with Jesus because it creates alignment to your soul and to your spirit, and it makes you able to walk in freedom, and it reminds you of the truth of his presence. That's why we spend time with Jesus. That's why I talk about it all the time. But often the greatest breakdown is that you mess up, and so you don't feel like I can do this, and oh, I was at such a good spot. Now I have to work my way back. No, you can just keep going. You don't have to work your way. Just run after Jesus. Run with Jesus. He's by you. He's for you. He loves you. He believes in you. He has a plan for you. You just have to walk with him and abide with him. See, we're meant, our job is to receive his love and then as a byproduct, reflect his love. Otherwise, according to Paul, the author of this, this passage of Scripture, if you're not showing his love and you don't have love, then you're the equivalent of a gong or a clanging cymbal. A noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Um, I just have a quick illustration. Connor and James, can you come up to the stage? Please and help me out here. Um, James is comes donning a beautiful jersey. 
he lost the bet. Now he loves the bet was not to wear the jersey. The bet was to pledge your allegiance to Packers, and this is just showing how much he loves the Packers. Um, what I want you two to do here, I'm going to move this. I want you guys just to ch James stand here. Connor stand here. Nice jacket, baby. Um, have a conversation. It's not going to happen. All right, you can sit down. <laughs> if, yeah, give him a hand. <laughs> if we're not reflecting Jesus' love, then that's the equivalent to what we're doing to the mission of God. If we come to church and we just receive his love and we spend time in his presence and we throw our hands up and we act like everything is all good and then we don't go show his love, that's what we're doing to the world. No wonder culture's in the condition that it's in. I think it's because as Christians we do a poor job reflecting his love and instead of uh, being a good light into someone's life, we're a clanging symbol in the narrative of their story. They can't talk, they can't move, they can't live their life. All they see is this. Look at me, look how good I am, look how perfect I am. That's not reflecting the love of Jesus. That's just reflecting our own selfishness. Now, the breakdown of that and to get over that as a church, it's so simple. We just need to believe and receive his love. Because when I believe it, when I receive it, then it becomes easy. And the most natural thing in the world for me to do what is what? Reflect his love. It's a byproduct. And that's just how it works. Because the love that we express is a reflection of the love that we receive. And see, the good news in this, what, what lifted a weight off my shoulders, if this is true and you believe the Bible, is that it's not up to us. It's not up to us to change the world. It's not our love that changes things. It's not our presence that does this. It's not our strength. It's the love of Jesus. It's his presence. It's his love. It's when we reflect his love, not reflect our morals, not reflect all the times that we showed up early and served at church, which we're thankful for. It's when we reflect his love. And I love this because it's the most freeing thing ever because it literally makes my job so simple. And it's that I'm meant to just receive the love of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? That's our job. If you want the world to change, and you're genuinely receiving the love of Jesus, then you're going to reflect the love of Jesus. 
And the reflection of his love is what changes things. And the best part is that receiving his love changes you. So I don't have to be who I was. I don't have to live in my mistakes. I don't have to live in my regret. I don't have to live in my past because receiving the love of Jesus changes me. It breaks down who I was and it, and it sets a wall up between who I was and it takes care of all that. And now I can be made new because I'm changed because I've received his love. And then after you receive his love, it's just a process of daily doing it, daily receiving his love, daily renewing my mind and my spirit every single day. So that what? I can reflect his love because I believe that the reflection of his love is what's going to change our world. I believe our culture is aching for it and they don't know it. Everyone's searching for something. They don't know what. Let's rise up and be the church and be the ones that just simply show them what their soul is longing for. And that's relation to Jesus and that's his love. And so in order to do this, instead of just talking about it as a church, in 2020, what we're going to do is every month or most every month, as long as it all works out um, logistically, once a month, though, we're going to try to do a service project of some sort. And so what that's going to look like is we're going to just partner with some sort of local organization monthly. Um, so we're going to unveil what those are next week got to come back. <laughs> um, and yeah, we've been talking, Mary has been talking and, and organizing and setting up uh, times with different organizations around the Twin Cities where we can partner with them. It's a lot of food shelves. Um, so some like we show up and we cook a meal and then feed homeless people. Um, there's other ones that is, it's a, like a food shelf. So people come um, that don't have money and they just essentially grocery shop, but it's free to them. And so what we would do is stock the shelves and kind of unbox stuff working in the warehouse there. So that would be really awesome. Um, another one is we're going to do a clothing drive. Um, and just for a month, we're going to get a bunch of clothes and, and stuff for homes, uh, lamps, whatever, and then donate them to a homeless shelter, et cetera, et cetera. So those are just some of the things, a taste of what is to come, and also, um, excited to s talk about how we are going to be partnering with a nonprofit called Care in Action, um, and that's headed up by Pete out here, actually. So we're excited about that. And what that is, um, is it, it's for child maltreatment cases that are with each county. So he partners a church with each county, and so there isn't a church, there wasn't until now, partnered in the Hennepin County, and so. We're going to be the church that is partnered with them. And what that looks like practically is when they have a case that comes to them, um, the county, when, when the county has a case that comes to them that they can't take care of, they ask us if we can meet the need. And then what I do is I present it to the church, and then we decide, can we do this or can we not? Um, and if we can, then we meet the need. One story that Pete told me, sorry if some of the details are off, but this is hopefully the gist of it, just so you can get an example of, of the practical ways that it serves people, um, is that he told me about a lady who her boyfriend was abusing her and her kids, and so she luckily was able to get away from the guy and went to the county, and they were able to provide her with 
a trailer to live in because she didn't have any money um, or anything. And so they provided her a trailer. But the problem was the trailer had a big hole in the floor that was just covered up with a piece of plywood. Um, and it was winter. And so you know how it gets here. Like I'm in my house and, <laughs> and I'm freezing cold. I don't have a hole in the floor. And so I can't imagine how cold that would have been. And you can't really control it that well. Um, and so what they did is they, the county then brought it to church that was partnered with that county. And the pastor presented it. And it just so happened that there was a guy that did flooring for a living in the church. And he said, if you help cover the costs of, of the materials, I'll go and do it. Um, and so he went and he covered the floor for her for free. And the church paid for the materials. It's really cool. <laughs> really practical way just to help someone. Um, and then uh, while he was there, he found an issue with the fridge. And then they brought it back to the church. And someone worked with in refrigeration. And they were able to either fix the fridge or get him a new fridge. And there was a couple more things I can't remember. And the church met all those really practical needs and set this lady up really well. And so I just think that that is, that's showing Jesus to people. That's practical, and that's, that's the church being the church. This isn't the church being the church. This is fun, and I love gathering together and encouraging us. But that's the church that I want to build, is one that helps people and meets people's needs. And so that's the church that we're going to be. Um, we're going to be a church that loves people. We're going to be a church that maybe sacrifices a few hours to help change someone's life. Think about that equation. A few hours of a Saturday to change someone's life. I'll do that time and time again. Because um, I believe that's why Jesus saved us and set us free is so that we can love people well. Why? Because when I'm receiving his love well, I reflect his love well. So I'm really, I'm so excited about that stuff going into the future. So church, I hope you're with me, and I hope that I'm not showing up for these service projects by myself. Um, we're going to have sign-ups and such for them, and so we'll have a gauge of who's coming and such, and those will be out there next week. Um, and so we're, we're so excited just honestly to love people because we don't have a lot of money we can't do a lot of cool fancy productions um, but we can love people I mean we had the eye of the tiger going that was pretty great but but what we can do though is love people and meet needs and isn't that what the body of Christ is meant for um, so I'm excited about that another thing we have coming up that we need prayer for and your your prayers with us um, especially this week and then this 21 days of prayer and fasting, um, is we're looking at some other venues to meet in instead of this one. This one's been great for this year, um, but we're just looking on and we're feeling a stirring and a tug to go uh, to a different venue. And so we're really excited about those possibilities, and we'll let you know more once we know more uh we're just praying and we're taking baby steps on that um i've been thinking about it for a long long time before i've even said it here and so um we will be in more discussion we're not just going to pull the trigger on something and be like all right we'll see you. like i don't know we're and 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 yeah so it, it's going to be awesome though i think we just feel like 
God wants to move us, not necessarily far, but just move where we meet uh, so that we can be in a better spot in proximity to people. Um, that's more what it's about, is being where more people are so that we can love people better and we can love and reach more people because isn't that the goal <laughs> as a church is to love and reach more people. And so that's another thing. We're really excited about that and the places that we're looking at are of great need. And so it'll be really cool to have a church there. Um, and so we're really excited about all, all those and we'll have more information. Um, yeah, don't get too freaked out. It's it won't be we're not going to uh, Miami or anything. So, uh, yeah, bummer. Yeah, let's all move. I mean, if everyone's with me, I'll go. Actually, I think I'd prefer Austin, Texas. They have really good uh, motorcycle riding roads out there and warm weather all year round. So let's go there. Um, anyway, that's that's where we're headed in this next year. Uh, sorry, this is a little bit different of a message. I've never done this before, and so it's fun kind of doing a little bit different style. But that's where we're headed. That, that's what we're doing. We just want to meet people's needs. We want to go and love people well, and we want to show the love of Jesus. He's transformed us um, so that we can transform people through his love. And the last thing, the, the uh, biggest cultural shift within our church that I'm really excited to lead us through um, is that we're going to make a few, like, adjustments. I'm not going to say changes, just adjustments. If you've been noticing, our services have been feeling a little bit different. That's on purpose. Um, God told me at the beginning this first year, and I really had to trust him, and it was weird. Um, but he did tell me to go deep. He said, take your church deep. And I thought, well, okay, um, we're not really going to grow that much <laughs> if we're going deep only. But I'll, I'll go deep. So for the first year of church, we went deep, um, and, and I taught really deep. I felt it, I mean, deep to me at least, <laughs> maybe maybe not to you, but um, I was stretching my mind writing them, um, uh, so I was teaching deeper messages, uh, the worship was more relaxed and more more intimate, um, everything was more relaxed and it was, it was great fun, but now we're making some adjustments so that we can go wider and we can reach unchurched people, um, because that's the goal, I didn't quit my job full time, job at a church, youth pastor uh, at a great church, um, and I didn't quit that to not reach people every week, and so we believe that God has that over our church's future. I trust this past year was intentional, and he built our team up, and he built the core of our church up beautifully, um, but now I feel like church, we're ready to make these adjustments, and we're ready to reach people um, and that's another big reason, if you're n wondering, with, with a location change, um, is I think it'll shift our mentality as well. So we walk into a new space with new intention, and I think that's a new season, and, and it just shifts the whole atmosphere and everything that we can do when we go to a new place. And so that's a really another big reason why we're looking at new spaces um, and so I'm so excited. I believe that God has his hand on our church in 2020. And so I hope you're with me. Let, let, let's, let's be together on this. Let's do this church. Um, let's go. Let's love people. Uh, we don't have to do it all corporately as a church either. In your workplace, love people well. 
in your family, love people well. Uh, your, your husband or wife, love them well. Go and love encompasses wide and it encompasses us uh, personally as well. And so I'm excited about this, and we're going to be highlighting and hitting stuff on this theme throughout the year. And it's kind of a church direction theme all in all as well. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go and we're going to love people. Amen? Amen. All right, let's, let's pray together, church. God, we just thank you for this morning. Uh, we thank you for the vision that you've placed on our hearts. God, we love what you're, what you're doing in us and through us, God. And we just ask that in this next season, you, you multiply us, God. Help us to reach and love more people. More importantly, help each of our souls here be in alignment with you because that's what we need, God, is just to be in alignment with you, to receive your love, to believe that we're worthy of it just by believing, God. You love us, so I pray that we grab a hold of that, we believe it, and out of that love, we can show your love and display your love to people. Because that's what this whole thing is about. So God, we go in your presence, we walk with you. May we love you well, may we receive your love well, and then love other people well. We ask this all in your name. Amen.